Coming up next on The Voice of Alabama Politics, our special guest is Anthony Daniels, Minority Leader of the House. Also, the V-Team takes a look at a comprehensive gaming bill. And State Rep Mike Holmes thinks there's some children that might not want to go to a Martin Luther King Jr. school. One day right there in Alabama, little black boys and black girls will be able to join hands with little white boys and white girls as sisters and brothers. I have a dream today. Might question your decency there, Mr. Holmes. All this and much, much more coming up next on The V. of Alabama politics, where we tackle the tough issues so you have the hard facts. I'm your host, Bill Britt, and today I'm joined by Josh Moon, investigative reporter and columnist at APR, and Rusty Glover, former state senator and a GOP stalwart. Welcome, welcome all, welcome all. I can't speak this morning. Yeah. How you doing? Well, I'm obviously without Susan, so I don't know what I'm doing. I'm lost. Yeah, no wonder you can't speak. You know, you're, you're not even sure if you should. <laughs> but Su Susan's taking care of other business today, and she will be missed for sure. I uh, want to jump right into this. Uh, the Senate has now approved a comprehensive uh, gaming bill. It now goes to the House. And Josh, can you give our viewers just sort of an overview of what we believe is in that package, uh, and, and, and it was a wild ride getting that thing through, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, no, never easy uh, getting a gambling bill through, I guess. And uh, and, and this one, I, I would say the way that it, it went through, though, should kind of indicate a little bit of strength in this thing. I, there's not many bills that die and then have the strength and the support to bring them back uh, and kind of get them back to life, which is what this one uh, happened, what happened with this one uh, that I've called the, the zombie gaming bill. Uh, but it, it will have, uh, it, you'll have nine casino locations. That includes the, the three uh, current Porch Creek locations, the dog tracks around the state, and then an additional location uh, up in around Fort Payne, the Fort Payne area, DeKalb or Jackson County. Um, you know, it, you'll have a statewide lottery. Uh, you've also legalized sports wagering. And we introduce uh, for the first time uh, something that we've needed for a long time, a gaming commission in this state uh, and some real teeth in the law that, uh, you know, we can determine who's legal, who's not, uh, and make sure that we, we have some control and some say so over all these, you know, back of the gas station little outfits that keep popping up all over the state. Uh, so it's a it's a big, big bill. It's a big change for the state in terms of gaming. Uh, it doesn't legalize gaming because we've already got legal gaming here, but it legalizes gaming in a bunch of different areas. Uh, and it finally allows us to bring in some revenue. And, and I think at the end of the day, we're looking at somewhere between 800 and a billion dollars a year in, uh, in revenue off this gaming package. Well, in government, that's almost real money. For Alabama, it will be, for sure. Hey, Rusty, they, there was so much going on there, and, and you served a long time in the, in the State House and, and were a senator who, who knows all the plays. That bill started off as one thing and failed, and then just kind of give us how it all played out, if you would. Well, you have, you have three factions of uh, 
of those uh, of legislators. And I think it's the same pretty much in the House where you have some that are against any portion of gambling. I was always in that crowd. I was very much against any expansion of gambling. But you also had those who were very protective of the uh, dog tracks, the uh, uh, Macon, Whitehall, Green Track, and um, anything that would be a, dis- a bill that would be a disadvantage to those, well, those uh, members that served in those areas were against. And then, you, of course, you had those who uh, were for just a plain lottery. And so, uh, and those, of course, that, that were looking, that, that, that lived in the areas where PCI, uh, Horse Creek Indians, were, had their locations. So right, right. you had so many different factions, three main factions, and it was very difficult to get the three-fifths majority to get anything passed. And that's why uh, many people really, uh, some people really just kind of gave up that this was really not going to happen. And, of course, it's still going to be a, a battle in the House because uh, it, it, they have to be really careful on what amendments are put onto the bill or it will be lost in the Senate because it will, any changes to the bill will have to go back to the Senate. And uh, it's a very, um, the Senate of course is very fractured on this issue. And it's very difficult to get them back together. If there's any major changes that might um, um, amendments that might be at a disadvantage to their faction. So that's, um, that's where they are right now. And, uh, and it's, it's, you know, time will tell. There's enough time in the session for them to get it passed. Um, but, uh, you know, like I say, time will tell. Well, Josh, I mean, uh, getting it through the House, would you give it a 50-50 chance or what kind of chance would you get of it? No, I think I think that they, they've got the numbers currently to get it through there. I think it's it holding that together is, is a problem. I mean, you saw that in the Senate. Things happen weird weird stuff happens and because exactly what Rusty said, there are, uh, there are a lot of people with a lot of things at stake uh, that, you know, that they're trying to get in and out of, out of these bills. Uh, and it, and when you say that, I, I don't mean personally, I don't want to give the implication here that, that somebody's trying to get something personally out of it, but something for their district, you know, that they're trying to right, make right, sure, right, right. Uh, you know, if you have a, a, let's say a bingo operation in your district that's supporting several charities, well, you don't want to give that up, you know, and you want to have, or at least you want to have some protection for those folks. And so I think that there'll be a lot of negotiating that goes on most of it behind closed doors and out of view. Um, that doesn't, again, doesn't imply anything nefarious, but I think they're going to be a lot of negotiation, but I think generally going into this, they have a good, uh, I think they're over the line, uh, in, in terms of votes that they need. So I think that, that they can get it done. It's just going to be a matter of holding on to those people that they really need, uh, and seeing where the chips fall. Okay. Well, I want to move on to the next subject. We got about a minute and a half. Uh, we might need to push this over to the next segment, but April 9th, 156 years ago, the Civil War ended. On April 15th, President Abraham Lincoln was assassinated 156 years ago. The Alabama State House is divided right now. There's a push to strengthen and penalize more for the monument bill. This bill, House Bill 242, sponsored by Mike Holmes, would impose greater penalties for those who even disparage. You can't even disparage a Confederate monument or any type of monument. You can't change schools' names without huge, huge fines. Josh, you took exception to something that Mike Holmes said during the committee meeting for this bill. Yeah, well, I mean, during the committee meeting, he, he compared Martin Luther King Jr. to uh, a Confederate general. And, uh, I mean, it's, uh, I, you know, I... It basically, what he was saying was, is, uh, 
John Rogers, Representative John Rogers said that, you know, a lot of black children don't want to go to schools that are named after Confederate generals. And uh, and Mike Holmes responded, well, maybe some of these other people uh, don't want to go to a school named for Martin Luther King, and, which is, you know, a very offensive and, and outright racist thing to say, I would say, uh, you know, and it's, you know, it is a fair thing for a person to say, I don't want to go to a school named after a person who fought for the enslavement and torture and rape and everything else of my ancestors, you know, and the enslavement of other human beings. I think that's a very fair statement to say. Uh, And the idea that you couldn't go in and change these names of these schools to something, uh, to names that better reflect our our day and time right now is the most idiotic thing to me. And and to me, it, it represents a, a position of power that you're trying to pro, uh, to project over other right. people. Uh, and I, I just think it's a problem. Unfortunately, we're not going to have much of a discussion on that. We're going to have to leave it right there. You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back with Anthony Daniels, minority leader of the House of Representatives. You'll never guess what 400,000 people in the U.S. were using when they crashed their cars last year. No, not this. This. Distracted driving will kill you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. If you've been working, you've already proven yourself in ways you may not even notice. Managing your time, communicating effectively, and working as part of a team are key skills that employers value. At alabamaworks.com, you can find out how to build on your experience to up your game and get the job you really want because it's out there. Start your new success story at alabamaworks.com. Sponsored by Alabama Works, the Alabama Broadcasters Association, and this station. So you got caught speeding. But this time, you got more than a ticket. What are you in for? Vehicular homicide. Stop speeding before speeding stops you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. Welcome back to The V of Alabama politics. Our special guest today is House Minority Leader Anthony Daniels. Welcome, Representative Daniels. Thank you for having me. Uh, You and I talk from time to time, and just like I talk with the leadership of the Republican Party, uh, the Republicans seem to be awfully happy with how the session is going. As the Minority Leader and Representative of the Democratic Caucus, the leader there, how are you feeling about the session? Well, you know, I'm a little uh, lukewarm about the session thus far. Uh, I think that for me, uh, seeing a lot of the uh, some of the voting bills that have um, been on the, the calendar in committee, uh, the bills like the Confederate monuments taxing uh, municipalities and entities that uh, decide to remove these co- uh, Confederate uh, monuments, um, bills that really doesn't provide any um, economic prosperity 
but to provide more divisiveness or whether you're dealing with uh, transgender uh, issues that where there's not necessarily a problem, but we're obviously trying to fix something that doesn't exist, a problem that doesn't exist. So I've been very uh, disappointed there. I think that there have been some bright spots and some some reform bills packages from the um, governor's commission uh, that task force that I think are very good. And then there's some other things that we're still uh, having some negotiations on and having discussions about like medical marijuana and gaming. You know, and that's a very interesting issue because, you know, the Republican Party uh, was not a party of uh, wedge issues. Uh, that was part of the extreme. Big business has come out against these bills like uh, limiting uh, uh, voting rights, uh, li limiting transgender rights, uh, just these types of uh, cultural issues that divide the nation. Uh, the companies have taken a very strong stand. Here in Alabama, we haven't heard so much. Uh, we've heard some from Regions Bank, but not a whole lot. Are you hearing anything behind the scenes? Well, I think that uh, you're going to begin to hear more. I think that a lot of the um, news coverage have been paying a lot more attention to Georgia and other states that have had a number of measures that were as a result of a, an election that was done fairly. But some of those individuals feel that it wasn't done fairly and that somehow the president didn't lose, the former president didn't lose uh, the election. But uh, it, it, you know, the results of that is that we have the most secure elections uh, system uh, that exists anywhere. And so where they're still living a, a basically a lie and trying right. to be reactive to something that's just not true. Well, Alabama already has one of the most restrictive voting uh, rights in, in the country. I mean, uh, the way to get elected here, it seems like, is, is just be a member of the Republican Party. But getting any other voices is very difficult. And voting is very restrictive here. Uh, and, and so uh, some of the measures in, in, in Georgia would actually be uh, welcomed in Alabama, like early voting and all that. But you just can't get your colleagues in the House and Senate to, to, on the Republican side to agree to expand voting, can you? Well, uh, Representative Thomas Jackson and others within the caucus have introduced early voting bills. Uh, Representative um, Adeline Clark, uh, as well, have introduced uh, early voting bills, but they've yet to to receive a hearing. And so, you know, we're we're hoping uh, that those bills get their just due in the committee. You know, if we're listening to or have individuals to introduce uh, Confederate monuments and and penalizing in, uh, municipalities and um, finding them $10,000 a day, uh, then why is it that we can't have uh, those other voices heard? And so we are, you know, having conversations, obviously, about giving these individuals their day in committee. Uh, we're not asking you, uh, asking individuals to, to vote these bills out. What we're asking is to give uh, Representative Mary Moore uh, an opportunity to um, have her day in committee for Medicaid on the Medicaid expansion bill. Give Representative Laura Hall uh, her day in committee to uh, um, on the bill that removes uh, the Confederate uh, flag from our um, from uh, the state seal, especially with our state troopers for the from the seal. And so, you know, we just want a, 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 an opportunity to have our voices heard. We represent forty five thousand people, uh, a little bit more, just like every other member in that chamber. And we just want to make certain that uh, you know our members get an opportunity to have their voices heard as well. Well, I mean, to me, you know, I, I always think about the tyranny of the majority. 
you know, uh, if the majority won't let the minority speak or have hearing, that's just as bad as a, 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 that's that's tyrannous in my thinking, because everybody has a right if they're elected to represent their people. But if they want to let, let your people talk, that's just outrageous to me. I mean, I, I think so. But that's, you know, look, I believe in fairness and that's not being fair as far as I can tell. I know we've got about two minutes. I want to I got to jump subjects here because you're concerned about the p building new prisons, but not just the prisons, but what comes next or what should become before, I'd rather say. Absolutely. I've never seen anyone build something that they didn't want to be occupied. Uh, and and for, for me, you know, we talk about prison reform, uh, but we've not necessarily passed the reform packages that have been recommended by the governor's task for the commission that she put together. And so some of those bills have, have passed, but many of them have not. Uh, and so if we're going to be serious about reform, we can't continue to pass bills that increase the criminal penalty for uh, crimes, you know, moving from misdemeanors to class C felonies. That's not solving the problem. That's being reactive to isolated incidents uh, that have happened in other places. And so we, we got to uh, operate uh, to on giving uh, individuals second chances. I'm not saying that uh, individuals, um, you know, we can't continue to focus on reform and just name only and not reality. But the prison situation concerns me because, you know, it's $3 billion. I mean, that's something that my kids and grandkids are going to be um, have to deal with um, during, during their time, you know, it's just a 30 year, um, you know, renegotiating the lease every year for 30 years. Um, I know that, you know, for me, uh, you know, in business and private business, I don't know, um, any, um, building that's going to give you the same amount or the same lease every year. If you're renegotiating every year for 30 years, right. right. That's going to, it's going to increase in cost. And so we're, we're saying $3 billion, but we really don't know. It could be more than that. Well, it, it seems like to me that there are a lot more issues that need to be discussed. There's only a few days in session. I want to thank you for joining us today. And I think you should definitely push to get your, your constituents' voices heard and your members heard. I want to thank you for your service to the state. Well, I want to thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for the time. We are in, uh, you know, having conversations about letting those members get their voices heard but we're going to continue to push the envelope until they are able to represent the interests of their constituents. Thank you, sir. Thank you. You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. Our very special guest today has been Anthony Daniels, minority leader of the House of Representatives of Alabama. We'll be right back. So you got caught speeding. But this time you got more than a ticket. What are you in for? Vehicular homicide. Stop speeding before speeding stops you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation.
back to the V, the voice of Alabama politics. I don't want to belabor this point, but last week we had a discussion about <coughs> Congressman Mo Brooks who's running for Senate, and it was brought up that he had one accomplishment, and that was uh, getting a uh, post office renamed. That's the only legislation he's had passed. But the viewer reminded me, and I don't know if they were saying this uh, sarcastically or if they were proud of it, but said, no, uh, Representative Brooks did have another accomplishment. He was able to get a pardon for Ed Henry, and Ed Henry was a state representative who confessed to uh, uh, Medicaid. He was charged with Medicare fraud, and he admitted to fraud uh, using government property. Right, Josh? Is that what we have? Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah he, he did, in fact, <coughs> admit in open court that he did it. So we pardoned the guy who said, yeah, I did it. So that's great. Great accomplishment, Mo. Well, anyway, that's, that was what one of our viewers brought up. I thought it was kind of interesting to bring back. Uh, I know that uh, Secretary John Merrill has so far weathered a very, very uh, tumultuous storm. Uh, and I have to say that <clears throat> after last week, I, I spent a lot of time thinking about uh, Secretary Merrill and his responsibility as a Secretary of State to, to oversee our elections. And I came to the point of believing that since he had lied to the people of Alabama and lied to his loved ones, about this affair, that he was no longer fit to serve as Secretary of State, even though I, I, I like John personally, and I think that he deserves grace and forgiveness, but he also has to pay the consequences. So I have called for him to resign his office so we know we have safe and secure elections. I don't know if y'all want to chime in on that or we just keep moving on. Well, I think, I think you, I don't think you're alone with that. Um, you know, ultimately it will be his decision or the legislature's decision. I'm not sure if they want to, uh, tackle uh, an impeachment at this juncture with so much going on with redistricting and and uh, possible prisons. Uh, uh, they go may go to special session if the if the uh, gaming bill gambling bill doesn't pass. So I don't see the legislature really getting involved. I think it's pretty much in his court to decide. Um, but I think I think I think there are others that do share that that, that thought. Yeah, it's just tough, Josh. I mean, it's tough. You know, we all know him and, and have liked him. Uh, it's tough to happen, but it just seemed like for the good of the state, the guy would step aside and, and let, let somebody else lead the elections and, and serve out the rest of his term. Yeah, mm -hmm. I would say, uh, you know, I, th I think that we have the same view of this is, uh, you know, that uh, at this point, given what's taking place, I think there's going to be a lot of questions. He's going to face a lot of criticism and uh, and I think it's going to be tough to do the job. And and that's without anything else dropping out right, of the right. sky on him, which I think is, you know, very unlikely at this point with the number of people who are digging and uh, and all the rumors that are out there that something else isn't going to fall uh, from well, the sky right. on top of his head. And so, uh, you know, I, I to me, uh, you know, you get out from under to take a little bit of a break and come back in a couple of years and, and you've got a much better shot at, at moving on and moving up where yeah, yeah. now I think if he hangs in there, he's, he's going to have some problems. Yeah. Well, we all have enemies and the enemies come out and Lord knows our inboxes and uh, have been filled with accusations, nothing that we certainly can prove. Uh, but again, I think for the best betterment of the state and to guarantee that our elections are properly executed, we need for the secretary to step down. Um, one of the things that did come out of, uh, got a favorable report, it, it came out of the Senate, it now has a favorable report out of the Health Committee in the House, it also got one from Judiciary. I mean, Rusty, what do you, what do you see in this medical marijuana bill? I mean, this is, this is a very restricted bill, but 
there's a lot of people in Alabama that do not want to see medical marijuana come see the light of day. That, that's very true. I, I remember when I was in the, when I was in the Senate, we we had the uh, two uh, uh, cannabis oil bills that came through, and and we had a lot of emails and contact from constituents saying, "Well, this is going to lead to this. This is going to lead to medical marijuana." And we says, "No, that's not the, what they say. We're going to pass this, and this is going to help these children." Came back with another bill similar to that to expand it. Uh, detractors saying they're pushing for medical marijuana. They're pushing for recreational. No, they're not. This is it. And, uh, and then they come back with this. And, and so I know, I know what the legislators are getting. I, I, I see the slowdown in the house, maybe primarily because of the pushback that they're getting from constituents, because it was quite a bit. However, some of the most compassionate, uh, tearful stories that I, uh, and letters that I read correspondence from constituents were those who have tried other medications and it didn't work. And this is their, what they feel like is their only hope. So, so I think most people do have compassion for those folks. They want to just make sure this bill is tight. They don't want to go to, uh, there's some that want to go to recreational marijuana. I do not. And I think most of Alabamians do not, especially after the, the, you know, there's more news this week about Rod Bramlett and the car accident in Auburn. And, um, and, and we certainly don't want any more di- impaired drivers from, from that. Uh, but this is, is, is a tighter bill. Uh, Bill Melson, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Senator Melson, yeah, yeah, Senator Melson and, and Representative Ball were against this measure in the past. Uh, they have uh, listened to people who are proponents. They have come over to this side. They're, they have very compelling testimonies on why they feel like this is important. Um, uh, uh, Bill, your your former senator, uh, Phil Williams, has some compelling arguments against it, and and uh, and and so and, and I think a lot of legislators are listening to that. So um, I haven't studied the bill. Um, I haven't studied all the testimonies. To, you know, if I was in there, I wouldn't be prepared to make uh, a vote. But it is a tough it's a very tough vote for legislators on this bill because they're going to get whacked whatever way they go. And, and, and why? Do, yes. Why do you want to hurt me and bring up the fact that Phil Williams used to be my state senator? I mean, he left. I want to know more about this compelling testimony from Phil Williams. It'd be the first time he said anything compelling. Well, it'd be not the first time he was about to have to give testimony either. But we'll, 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 right, well, well, he, he, he is he is with the Alabama Policy Institute, and they've and they've let their legislators the, the legislators know that they're against it, and and they're they've given a lot of literature to them. And I think a lot of the legislators are listening to them, and, and I think that that they are listening, or this bill would have not gone to two committees and it would have probably passed by now but there um but you know i just don't really know what to think about this you know i I do i do have uh uh sympathy for those who would um benefit from this who have not been able to benefit from it because it's not legal uh but then again you know there's there's many that believe that this could lead to uh recreational and that's 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 something that's um is feared by many people in the state well unfortunately we are almost out of time Some very sad news this week. Lamar Higgins, a prominent government affairs professional in Montgomery and also a Troy trustee at Troy University, passed away. He was a very good man. Rusty, I know you knew him well. Oh, very well. I I met him when I first was elected back in 02, and uh, he was always trustworthy. You could his word was gold. And that's very valuable for legislators. He was a good, very close friend, and uh, he will be sadly missed. He will indeed be missed. Well, I want to thank you for watching The V. 
the voice of Alabama politics. You watch us because we watch them. Thank <laughs> you.